Hello, welcome back to another episode of Anti Voice Podcast. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Selena. I'm Seema's cousin. Yay! Um, yes, we're sitting in my car. I'm actually doing a tarot reading for her, so we're gonna like. Is it okay if we do it like yeah, yeah. for the publics? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm doing a tarot reading for her in my car, obviously, and I fit. I did about half of it. I'm like, yo, we should probably throw this on the podcast, and you're okay with that? Yeah. So just like, don't pretend like this is not here, mm-hmm. actually. Uh-huh. And and we'll just kind of like go through it, mm-hmm. and then and then we'll talk about some other shit, and hopefully, I don't know, we'll be inspired to talk about other shit. But Should we finish talking about our logic and emotion? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so we that? were just yeah. That's a, did it just get so dark? Yeah, I think it turned off the lights or something. Oh, or the sun just set like really quickly though. Like Here. three seconds. I I feel like the world just turned the light off. Yeah, like the sun. The God is like down. All right, we're out. Now. We're out. It's time to sleep. I have my day the, off now. And then the sun just went down. Oh my God! Wow, it was so that was so quick right yeah okay anyway see this is what i talk about okay so we were talking about emotion versus logic and tell me i love what you said about the robot argument so tell me tell me about that yeah i was just saying like we think i think humans want to make something like us so bad and i think they want to make robots so bad and i do not know why yes and but you can't like you can do whatever you want but it cannot emulate a human being because it there's no like emotion there's no heart there's no like guiding like morality or whatever conscience there's no subconscious yeah. no philosopher would mess with that idea like none of them would be like yeah robots can be like us because they can't and i feel like that that kind of like what we think if if we think a robot can mimic a human why is our idea of a human so limited mm-hmm. why do we think that we're just like skin and bones yeah why do we think we just like compute like solutions in our head and it's so logical and mathematical and, like, and like so so linear yeah why do why do people or scientists well i guess the people that are designing the robots are so linear yeah so they're making robots um based on their idea of what human mm-hmm. humanity is which is so fucking limited mm-hmm. right and i feel like for me when i make decisions or literally anything it's not there's no one thing that is deciding anything i think my emotions consult my logic yes my logic consults my emotion and yes and so much more so much more and certain decisions have different you know they have different guiding like yeah it's like yeah if i'm doing an assignment yeah i might have more logic in that but if i'm making a choice about my life there might be more emotion but it's not like they just exist like they're mutually exclusive yes they're together every decision i make everything i do is together so good yes and like they're they're connected mm-hmm. right and they work in tandem they have to yeah because your decision is not like we're, we don't work in compartments right mm-hmm. like it's not compartmentalized you can c- try to be a compartmentalized person mm-hmm. and just be like this doesn't bleed into this but it does mm-hmm. and it always will like that's mm-hmm. just human humans are and people equate that to being messy yeah right but human then then let's use that word i hate that word but like let's use it humans are messy humans are not um linear we're not Mm. clean cut we are cut from uh a dna that that does not that that accounts for all of these nuances Mm -hmm. and and humans are holistic. Like yes. everything we do, what does we, that mean? Like it's it's a, it's in its entirety. Like we can't tap into one facet of ourselves to do something. Everything plays into everything. Even if you're making a decision yes. about about work, you're not gonna just think about your 
just work. You can think about other things. You think, all right, this is a decision okay. I'm making right now. But ten years from now, what if I? What happens with my family? What yes. happens? Like it's all holistic. So even if it's a logical decision, it's not just logic. No, and it affects so many other things that are so beyond logic, mm-hmm. and like that's why like. So if I'm having an issue in my love life, it's going to affect my work life. It's going to affect how I see my friendships and my family and my goals Mm -hmm. and everything else. Your personality, I was listening to this um, tarot reading yesterday and she was like, your personality shapes, is molded around your coping mechanisms. What you lack, what you gain, what you have, what you have, what you don't have. Mm -hmm. So your, your your life your brain your conscience your subconscious your heart your emotions all of that is like molded around that you are a universe inside of you Mm -hmm. so all of that is is molded around all of these like little decisions that you make so it's all connected Mm -hmm. right it has to be yeah you can't just like rule out other parts of you just because maybe you're you're more practical Mm -hmm. than than emotional that doesn't make any sense That I don't think that makes sense. Yeah, and it's almost like when people... It's almost um, like a dig at you if you're emotional. Like, people will use that as a way to, to invalidate your, your feelings and the way you approach things. And the way that you look at life. Yeah, and that is so... That is so screwed up. And and we... I talked about it in the co- in the podcast with Lamise. Like, women, mm-hmm. we get knocked for that. Oh, that's why she can't be a prime minister. That's why she can't lead mm-hmm. countries. That's why she can't be... Um, you know ceo she's too emotional she's like she's too sensitive like shut up like shut the fuck up i've never seen anything more fragile than the male ego 100 percent. can we talk about that because because that shit like you you just poke it and it Mm. it just and it falls apart and wars Mm -hmm. are, are genocides like um fucking everything that's destructive in the world is because a male ego was not it was taken insulted. into account properly. Yeah. It was we, it was looked at the wrong way. <laughs> it was insulted. Like it your was, feelings were hurt, sir. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm gonna go blow up this country oh, I'm just now. Go kill all these kids. Uh, like I'm gonna put them in camps like, oh. and separate them from their families mm-hmm. and give them problems for the rest of their mm-hmm. lives and basically breed criminals mm-hmm. because you looked at me funny. Yeah. Like, bro. Come on. And let's talk what about is the more po- emotional than that? And let's talk about police officers because they're. They are like the, they represent that so much. They are that. That is who they are. If you want to personify a male ego, you put it in a cop uniform. Yeah. No training. Mm. No, uh, no like, um, uh, like maturation. Like there's no growth. Mm -hmm. It's just basically built off of adrenaline and this weird power dynamic superiority inferiority complex type of shit mm-hmm. that's what a police officer is and if right you now. think about it men who become police officers and i'm not saying women don't become police officers but y'all betrayed the gender i don't know i don't all men everything that's happening right now in this black lives matter movement all of these things the murderers that are killing these black people are men yeah but like these men are some of the most like if you look at them before they enter the police force are some of the most incompetent and so like immature and lack such like self-awareness and growth as human and intellectual like intelligence and it's crazy and have absolutely no emotional intelligence so when you're putting them in a position where they have to de-escalate situations you're literally like what are you expecting you're asking a two-year-old toddler to do it yeah, and i feel like they would do, 
Yeah. It's it's like yeah, I I totally agree and I and I think we see that's being put on public display mm-hmm. right now. Like that shit's you see that every single day. Everything mm-hmm. that makes the news these days, you see the lack of um the lack of awareness and and how fragile men are Mm -hmm. and how easily they can be broken Mm -hmm. and it's like their biggest fear like as men who are especially in the police force is to be threatened and they see black men and they see that are bigger that are more powerful and but beyond that they just impose their own prejudice and their own ideas it's so easy for them them. to do it so they immediately see a black man and they have whatever their years of living in a redneck family or something like that or or years of just not being educated enough Mm -hmm. cops can come from all different types of walk of Mm -hmm. life but they all have that sort of undone psyche Mm -hmm. that really hasn't been uh, looked at mm-hmm. or been a priority for them, mm-hmm. so they get into these fields of and and these these positions of power, mm-hmm. and automatically feel like they can use that to compensate for something that they mm-hmm. clearly don't have, mm-hmm. and you see that now, and it's terrible, it's and like, it's literally killing people. It's killing people at like the most rapid rate. It's yo the the amount of like black men that have been murdered but also have said that they committed suicide oh my god the cases where they're like missing intestines or something yeah and i'm like i'm sure he wouldn't gut i'm sure yeah he just cut him yeah and then he was like you know what i'm out and and like hung himself and they're all killed the same way yeah bro and there's there's what are we doing here yeah and it's because and blame everything because our society wants to protect these men because they think they're above the law and that they have there a lot of them are kkk members 100 percent. one of the biggest terrorist groups in the world which isn't recognized as one which is gross but yeah it's there's just so much wrong with that rhetoric that women are more sensitive women are more emotional there's no place uh uh for emotion in the workplace or in society that there's so much wrong with that like why is that light so bright it's paramedic oh okay (laughs) never mind essential worker respect that was in a parking lot weirdly yeah they're just parked up anyways anyways. that was weird that was weird um but there's so much wrong with that rhetoric there's so much wrong with that narrative saying that there's no like there's shit like there should be emotion in the workplace there should be there is even if it's men there is always emotion it's just it's just not channeled we don't like it to be there so it's not channeled or dealt prop Mm -hmm. dealt with properly that's why emotion gets such a bad rap because first of all it's not recognized second of all it's not dealt with properly it's not acknowledged Mm -hmm. and it's not channeled properly Mm -hmm. so if somebody goes like acts supposedly out of character or in an emotional way it's it's seen as negative and it's also like there is emotion in the workplace even if it is like what men are perpetrating perpetuating yeah and it's it's but it's negative emotion and it's all often centered around ego yeah and it's about you know they feel threatened as men so you know what i'm gonna demote that guy who i think could potentially be better than me so i'm gonna get on his case i'm gonna make it so that he cannot excel in our in our company and he has to quit i've and and, And that's emotion and same with if if, that's a weakness if 100 percent if somebody like if a man is in a and this happened to me a few times where i got hit on by a Mm -hmm. boss or an employee and I turned him down 
and then he made my life hell because then he's like oh wow she doesn't like me that's emotion that's ego that's ego and that's oh wow i'm above her i'm her boss whatever but that's not seen as emotion because men mask it really well yeah and they're all the same so they kind of all stand up for each other it's like that unwritten code it's and it's also like it's like like instilling that power imbalance there's emotion in that to think you're superior to someone why do you think you're superior to somebody yeah because because you have to feel like that why because you feel a way because it also helps you in whatever facet of your life where you seem like you're lacking exactly and it helps you feel like more of a man that's another thing being a man like like but but it buries you're burying emotion Mm -hmm. it doesn't come a logical quote-unquote logical person will say what is the point of a class system Mm -hmm. what is the point of this um inequity of of income and money what's the point of a boss what's the point of that hierarchy what like, why why break it down for me why have these been put for centuries like what what is that a logical person will instill critical thinking mm. right but only emotion can can really handicap and bind us to these systems and keep us sick mm-hmm. within these systems mm-hmm. only emotion can do that mm-hmm. Logical breaks it down real quick. Yeah, logical, y'all would be working together. Exactly. But Because that's what logic says. Yeah. But emotion, now you're on a different playing field. Mm-hmm. Now, now you we, got the office upstairs. Exactly, because you here. feel like you're better than us. Mm-hmm. And you make us feel like we're worse than you. Yeah, we create your income. These are all incomes. emotional constructs. Mm-hmm. So, like, exactly. So, like, wh- what are we talking about even? Mm-hmm. So, that's that's interesting, though. That's a That, that conversation can go on for Ever. days and days. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we continue the rest of your reading? So, I want to talk about these two cards. So, we talk about, in tarot, we talk about major arcana, we talk about minor arcana. I've talked about this before. Major arcana are, like, cards that the universe, when, when they come up for somebody, the universe, that's the universe's way of stepping in and, and, um bringing bringing your attention to concepts that you might be blind to or that you don't feel comfortable talking about or something that you need to address otherwise the universe will do it for you see these are opportunities that the universe is giving you in my interpretation anyway to wrestle with it Mm -hmm. like get comfortable with these things that you might not feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. and um the universe will present scenarios and opportunities for you to do that Mm -hmm. But usually if we don't listen to these things uh, and we always know when we're in that opportunity, our intuition will always have, uh, have our backs and everybody has that, then you'll get, you'll get a card like the tower, which you don't have, which the universe will step in and just break everything. Will comp- will 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 continue will will break your entire foundation because it's faulty because it's based on things that you haven't addressed. Mm. It's there. There's no legs mm. for you to stand on. Mm. So the universe will come in and say, "Okay, well, I'm gonna break it all down now. You have to start from scratch mm. because you're an idiot and you weren't listening." Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you're not. Well, but, well, I mean, that's neither here or there. Yeah. Um. So you have two cards here. Uh, you have Death, which is a card of Scorpio, and you have the Hermit, which is a card of Virgo. So right now you have two cards of Virgo right now. Um, very, the Hermit is a very like going cake cars. Like stop running the here. fuck are we doing here? What street is this right now? What are they revving Kennedy? on? No, not Steel? Kennedy. Is it Steels? Okay. Why are we speeding on Steels? Come on. There's already enough traffic. What are we even doing? Why are we revving like our night, engines? Like right now. It's but literally it, night. 
but it's like, what are we doing? Go home, have roti, go chill with your family. I know what's around, man, too. I know what in my heart. Why would girls do that? I know. We're not stupid. We don't care to rev our engines because we're not insecure like that. Exactly. We're not <laughs> that's ego something. right there. If you want to know what ego sounds something. like, that's revving an 100%. engine in Brampton. Y'all are trying to prove something. We know what you're doing. Literally. You know that mask insecurities. Stupid. I hate them all. Anyways. Um, okay, Just so. Men. <laughs> men are trash. Um, so the hermit card. This is an invitation for you to look inward. This is an invitation for you to get really personal with your subconscious pay attention to your dreams um this is like a the perfect quarantine card mm. so like you have a lot of you have a lot of lessons to learn in isolation mm-hmm. and it's gonna feel like isolation because the card here is like depicted is depicted by an old man and he the only light that he has is from a lantern mm. the rest of the the enlightenment that he'll receive is from himself so that just means you have to get a little bit deeper with probably taking a risk. Mm. Probably with the... This is a card of worthiness for you. Like, do you feel good enough mm. to start this new chapter, to take this risk? Because in order for you to take a risk, in order for anybody to jump off that cliff, to mm-hmm. start that new chapter, to start that, like you're starting a new year soon in university, yeah. that's your first, you really have to be sure of yourself. Yeah. Because that's the only thing you can control. The outcome you cannot. Mm-hmm. The, the, the safety net you have no idea of. The only thing you can be sure of is yourself. And if you're not sure of yourself, it's gonna, you're going to live in fear. You're not going to jump off that cliff. And that newness that you want will not mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. so i think the magician coming out for you is are you do you feel worthy mm-hmm. do you believe that you have all these tools and i think the hermit card coming out and saying okay well if you don't or if you don't know then you have to find out and that's the only way you can jump off that cliff mm-hmm. that's the only way you can make this wheel of fortune wheel turn for you mm-hmm. is if you know that you're worthy of it mm-hmm. that you have the strength to make this thing turn mm-hmm. right because not a lot of people think that they can have yeah. that they have that power but you do you because you're a pisces and you're so in touch with things that are not of this world you have another you have like an extra tool mm-hmm. like if we're equipped with four tools you have like five or six right but but the fucked up thing about Pisces is that they never really tap into all of their tools mm. because they don't think they're worthy. There's an insecurity there. For they're, sure. they're like a deep insecurity. Yeah. But then you have other signs that have maybe four tools, mushkil now, maybe, but they think they have 25. Yeah, yeah. That's the fucked up part, yeah. right? So the Pisces, a Pisces has everything. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to look at the world and then, um, use that vision to tell all the other signs what's up Mm -hmm. that's why they're known as a psychics Mm -hmm. in the bible jesus was represented like jesus is a pisces Mm -hmm. the the, every every character in the bible is it it could be personified in a sign Mm -hmm. jesus is is most correlated with pisces Mm -hmm. so that's not an accident right but but the fucked up thing is that most Pisceans that I know, and even myself, because I'm a Pisces rising, yeah. they don't believe that power. Yeah. So then they have none of it. Mm-hmm. 
and they are so easily persuaded into thinking that they're nothing Mm -hmm. or into thinking that they are not enough Mm -hmm. so this this card is like because it's major arcana the magician card this is this is um the precipice of your worthiness Mm -hmm. this is like the climax you maybe have been thinking that you're not worthy for a really long Mm -hmm. time this coming up is saying okay well now it's time Mm -hmm. you can't play that game Mm -hmm. of am i worthy am i not worthy Mm -hmm. you have to really address that now because by going inward Mm -hmm. by that that hermit card and i think like pisces and i don't know if it's unrelated yeah but like i think pisces often are like and i don't know if it's all pisces or if it's because of the piscine in me we're like the therapist friend and we're always the ones you're taking shit on right yeah we help instead of like seeking that kind of friend to assist us we become that friend for everyone in our lives yep and so i feel like yeah like that worthiness thing like i i like why don't i talk to my friends more deeply about the issues that i don't have or like what i'm feeling why do i think that okay i'm that friend they tell me what's going on i give them the advice i listen to them i make them feel better yep why don't i have that why don't i feel like i deserve that too if i can so easily give it to others you're gonna have to figure it out i'm gonna have to figure it out (laughs) because because that that right there because you asking that question is like jumping off that bridge Mm -hmm. right like even you being aware of that question most like for me like um i have a lot of water placements too and pisces is my first house that is who i am Mm -hmm. that is how i relate to the world yeah i do a lot for a lot of people i have been for a lot and and like why recently i'm just like why am i not doing that for myself Mm -hmm. why don't i create a safe place for myself Mm -hmm. like i create safe places for other people yeah being the last sign of the zodiac we're like cumulative of everything yeah so everybody comes to us but but in order for us to like be a better person of ourselves we have to give ourselves that too yeah so that is that is your story to write in Mm -hmm. isolation though Mm. which you know you will have a problem with yeah right like that's kind of like your natural state yeah but it doesn't oh, have yeah. to be a lo- it doesn't have to be a lonely process yeah. it just has to be a solo process yeah and and you can still be within the society you can still have friends you can still be with your family and do all the things that you can do but at the end of the day you really have to ask yourself okay what did i excuse me what did i do for me mm-hmm. and then if you don't know that means you did nothing I mean, they didn't do enough or nothing. Or nothing. And you have to make sure that you physically, and because it's not second skin yet, that you have to do something for yourself. Mm -hmm. Whether that's make yourself a meal. Like, I make dinner every single day. I never eat it, though. Mm. I always, I, and it's not like I'm not hungry. It's just because you know once you're done doing things for other people you're kind of tired so you're like you burned out yeah and so you don't but if you put yourself first like like for example aries mm-hmm. at the beginning of the zodiac they start off the zodiac they're that spark their self they represent their their thing is i am mm-hmm. right so you're right before aries so you can take some of that personality mm-hmm. you can take some of that like your brother's aries yeah. series, right yeah. so so you have the inspiration. Mm-hmm. You have the awareness I live now. With it. <laughs> exactly. You have the awareness now. Now it's just up to you in your own way, in your personal way. What does worthiness look like? Mm-hmm. Create that for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
you're, you're incredibly creative. You're incredibly, um, like imaginative. Mm -hmm. You have no limits when it comes to that stuff. So create a place where you can go Mm -hmm. and where you have to go Mm -hmm. to kind of recharge. Make sense? Yeah. Makes sense. And then that's the way you can jump off the cliff. And that's how the wheel turns in your favor. Right? Just think of you. Um, the other one, I love this. This is death. This is a Scorpio card. You have two Scorpio cards, actually. King of Cups and Death. Mm. So this, I've done this a lot before when you've done my reading. I know. Um, that... I'm a Scorpio. So could oh be bad. bad. <laughs> um, but I think that's very much... Uh, death is usually like a transformation card. It's a transformation card. Mm. It's a Plutonian card. Mm. So the ruler of Scorpio is, uh, planet-wise, is Mars. Hi, Hi. oh fuck, I don't know where we left off, but whatever, it doesn't even matter. Oh yeah, 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 so my aunt, so she, I just told you who it was, but I'm not going to say it here. Of course. Um, Just in case this blows up and then, you know. In case we get famous. In case, we fucking will. You know what we should also talk about? Sorry, Uh, I'm related. We should talk about Chris D'Elia, because I'm just thinking that's another podcaster. Okay, let me wrap this up real quick. We could do like two episodes, you know? We could do it now. Like, yeah. why not let's put it... Up. Let's, get, let's stay on this topic. Okay, okay, okay. But, and then we'll talk about Crystal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe we'll do a whole episode for that. No, why? We could just add it here. Okay, sick. Yeah. I'll I'll talk about your... Ta- How about we do Crystal and then we'll... No, I'll wrap up your tarot, and then you can ask me questions about it, like, later. Or what do you want to do? We can do this after. Yeah? Should we just do it after? Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's Are you that. okay with yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Because I already kind of know, like, vision, like, we'll in terms after. of... We'll- Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, anyways, so I'll wrap up this story. So, my aunt, she is very like, why did I start talking about her? Um, because she has that whole praying. (laughs) Oh yeah, so she has no accountability for her actions. She thinks that everything that happens to her is is because it's like oh martyrdom. That's what we're talking about. It's because she's such a good person, and it's happening to her. She doesn't take accountability in those consequences Mm -hmm. she doesn't think she caused them because she prays 24 7 or she used to yo she threw out her whole setup why she because she's like it doesn't it doesn't do anything yeah it doesn't work exactly she threw it in the garbage her shit was so pretty she spent hundreds of dollars on like a religious setup to pray for Mm -hmm. to god in her house she has a whole separate room. She threw it in the garbage. She said, oh, I'm off this now. She's like, fuck this. I don't want to pray to God. He's not listening to me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, fam. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... So she... She, she, she didn't care about... Um, like, the whole idea of a higher power. She didn't understand that. She just thought that because I'm praying to God... God should then reward me. Mm-hmm. It's almost like... There's something, like, sanctimonious about people who, like, think that, like... There's, like, a sanctimonious sense of goodness where you're, like, oh, I'm such a good human being. I deserve yeah. these things. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't deserve rewards for praying to God. No. Cool, you pray to God. Like, that's but, for you. But, like, your your rewards, your heaven should be in the deeds that you do. Yeah, the frequency of your prayers cannot outweigh the goodness of your actions in real life. Say it. Shit, that was good. <laughs> Holy shit, that was good. Can you repeat that? <laughs> I don't even know what I said. You do. You do. <laughs> you said the frequency of your prayer does not does not outweigh outweigh the goodness in of your, your actions in real life. Shit. Like that okay. it, and it's true and, and and that goes for like the energy that you like, have. God doesn't want to speak to you. God wants to see what you can do. Exactly. 
I believe that the universe loves you the way that you love yourself. The universe will give you what you give it. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing anything, you will get nothing. If you are fucked up in your heart and do bad things as a result and don't realize who you're hurting, you will get that back. Yeah. It, it's that theory that I said, the universe will mold to your decisions. Mm-hmm. It does not have this fucking predestined like reward punishment system. Mm-hmm. You, you activate those things within your deeds. Mm-hmm. So do good. And a lot of the universe is karma. And so how what you, what you give is what you get. Exactly. And what you want is how you should treat others. That's how we really, really going back to like... Isn't that grade. kindergarten? Yeah. Yeah, like w- the way you treat people is the way you want to be treated. Yeah, exactly. Right? And there's nothing truer. It's in every, in every aspect of your life that exists. Like how you treat others will define how far you can get within your own world. Whatever you define as success for yourself. Exactly. But it's how you treat the world. It's how you treat the universe. It's how you treat your society, your family. Everything your is connected. Like if you suck, people do not want to see a, like a sucky person thriving. And to be honest, if you suck and you're able to hide it from other people, the universe you cannot hide from. Yeah. If you think that your shitty behavior goes overlooked, mm-hmm. you are really shitty Mm -hmm. that frequency that you put out also let's talk about this your quote unquote good deeds and words does not override who you really are Mm -hmm. right like your actual like heart's intentions what you actually are putting out in the universe cannot be overlooked just because you do something quote unquote good for somebody yeah and then there's also that idea of like there's there's types of goodness I think like mm-hmm. where there's goodness where like degrees there's not just necessarily degrees but okay. intent like okay. there's goodness that comes from a genuine place a desire to actually help and that's so rare to find someone who does good who does well who helps others simply okay. because they think it's not only that it's right but they want to do it it's yeah. just like it's just an innate desire to do it yeah. that's so so rare most of us wouldn't and then there's that idea of like altruism is really just like masked egoism and it it fulfills something within you yeah and it feeds you something and that's why you do it you doing goodness are you giving a homeless person twenty dollars i was just gonna say like the gratitude yeah that they experience that makes you feel good about yourself that makes the you validation feel like you're better and that you're above people your peers and the people who surround you because you do good and they don't do good sometimes when you volunteer even activism and stuff if you're getting something out of it but as a result other people are being mm-hmm. helped I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. I think if... Oh, that scared me. That's a that's a white couple. That's fine. Just kidding. God, that's a rare sighting here. That's, that's very rare. That's... I got a peacock. A unicorn. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyways, anyways. But like, yeah, if, if you do something good for other people and it makes you feel good and then you do more of it, I think that's great. That's what we all do. That's, that's humanity. 99% of people who do good. But if you that. set out to do something and then you i don't know 
and and you have this intent like oh if I do this then I'll get a b and c like if I help this homeless person give him twenty dollars then I'm the universe will see that and then reward it's like so, that's not how it works it's, like, it's not how it works but it's so ingrained into how we can like condition how we yeah. work because if you think about it like yeah like taking like going to university right mm. so if you got a lot of volunteer hours if you have a lot of like volunteer practice you're rewarded you're, you're rewarded by scholarships or like uh, admission into a school but you're not doing like when you're actually in the act of volunteering it kind of is hard and it kind of sucks and what you're really Foreign. thinking about is oh, all right this will look good on college applications or this will help me secure that job it's so like yeah. altruism is so self it's so it's so much of like our own self-worth self-serving it's self-serving it's so funny uh, have you heard of the author ayn rand no she is hold on we got cut off again fuck okay. i don't remember what we were talking about but oh yeah altruism. altruism let me just wrap that up anyways you have to like you have to read that book i'll read it because it's so it's like there's a lot of shit that you're gonna be like Simo, what the fuck did you read in here you're gonna be like why like this shit would not be just read it that wouldn't fly now it wouldn't fly now but i i read that book multiple times i wrote notes in it i don't know where my original copy is you wrote in the margins yeah i highlighted like you like it like that i i thought it was such a fascinating concept give me the spark notes version nah you have to read it (laughs) like what's what's so interesting about it it talks about this guy who's like an architect, which I'm already drawn to. I love architecture. I love the design of buildings. I think structures like that and the way people build structure is such a metaphor for fucking life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it just like, I love it. Anyways, so he's an architect and he is supposedly like the 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 ultimate altruist. So he only does things because he thinks they are right. And the way that he treats Dominique, who's the woman, like one of the the protagonist, female protagonists in the story, is disgusting, mm. and um, basically rapes her. But so how is he? In- but but he he believed that to be right because that's what she wanted. But it wasn't. You just got to read the book, man. Mm. I I I was very like. Um, fascinating like i read that in first year university like young mind basically the age that you are at now you gotta read it man i'll read it because we are the same i was the same age when i read it as you now this book was trash this book was (laughs) awful but it was just like such a i'd never um encountered that type of book first of all and that Mm -hmm. type of narrative and that type of philosophy Mm -hmm. ever right so it was it was so like interesting to me Mm. and it was i didn't know if it was good or bad because i had never really had that in my life before so read it ayn rand even research her like she's very controversial like really super fucked up like Mm. read article there's so many articles about her fountainhead atlas shrugged like those are atlas shrugged yeah bitch i actually did one of my like kind of one of my assignments about that Mm. not that i read it or anything but i just like i i found a fallacy how do you how do you not fucking read it people hate that book dude people hate her yeah people hate her people hate her she's awful Oh, okay, well, I'll read it. But you have to read it. I'll read it. Just read out, so read out, uh, Fountainhead first. I though. won't buy the book. I'll find the PDF because I don't know when to support her unless I know what she does. She's dead now, so. 
But her estate probably I don't gets wanna, that. Yeah, I don't want to support the estate. Okay, okay. Also, I don't want to buy the book. Because you're... I'll find a PDF online. Literally 18. Yeah. Who reads books right now? Honestly, um, I've been trying to get back into it. Same, actually. I do. I still do my audiobooks. Uh, I was like an avid reader for many years of my life. And that makes sense. Lived. And then I was just like high school and I was like, ah. See, for you in, in specific, reading is so important because it just expands the inner world that you already yeah. have right it just gives your you get to curate you get more so consider your inner subconscious you selena as a house Mm -hmm. books movies media all that stuff is just like the artwork that you hang up it's the artwork that you're hanging up and it's very much like as again a pisces very much into like escapism yes me too (laughs) destructive and I can't um, do escapism anymore because if I escape too much, my life suffers. Oh, yeah. So I have to, I have to, I can't, I can't, I have my bubble though. I, I find for me, it's the opposite. Like when I'm really invested in schoolwork and I maybe can't like have downtime for me to watch a series or whatever. Oh, I got it. I find like it really affects, affects my mental health and it affects my like ability to even perform in any way, like in, in a school setting and like, right. a, like I can't do it if I'm not internally stimulated like escapism because i like to escape sometimes well i think the escapism is less maybe an escape and more of like just who you are as a person yeah yeah it just like, like your inner world and yeah and like i just like it like it just it really just comes down to i like it Good. and i just like to keep be reading involved in it and i like to have that kind of like outlet Yes. And, yeah, it's nothing like I'm really trying to escape, necessarily. You smell so good. Thanks. Is it me, or is it this frappuccino? No, it's you. It's definitely okay. you. Yeah. You thanks. smelled good when you came into the car. Thanks. Idiot. Thanks, thanks. What are you wearing? Thank you for my uh, Bath & Body Works body spray. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I like Japanese it Japanese cherry blossom. It's oh, been wow. my sense since the I love cherry grade. blossom so much. <laughs> yep. Ten years strong, almost. Wow. Yeah. Okay, anyways, go anyways. on. Um, I, I just I got a stupid about. ass thought in my head. I'm like, <laughs> sixth grade? Was she six? <laughs> oh. Wow, 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 wow. Anyways. Yeah, but I forget what I was talking about. Sorry. Um, oh, like, your inner world. Like and you just kind of, like, just need like, that. I just need that. And I can understand. Like, I have friends um, who do not watch movies. Who don't What? Watch, they don't read books. They don't watch television. And they're very much someone, like, they're very, like... Sheltered? Not sheltered, necessarily, but they're just... They don't find solace in it. Or, like, they don't enjoy it. So what do they do? They do Home their school. homework. They work out. They, uh... And so they, basic bitch shit. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to one of my good friends. I hope she's not listening. But, yeah, she, like, talks to people. That's her thing. I think her oh, thing is more, like, okay, a social okay. communication. What sign is she? Cancer. Oh, she's not a cancer. She's no, not but a, connections. Yeah, but she's not a cancer. But, uh, she maybe her moon sign. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't done all of that. She's not into astrology either. Like she doesn't have that. Like she doesn't really have creative outlets. Yeah. As much as she has like social outlets, and that's what that's she cancer thrives. though. Like they yeah. they connect. Mm-hmm. They like to like, um, not mother people, but just like sort of hug people yeah. in like metaphorically. Yeah. They like to have people, uh, that they like to like nurture. Yeah. And right? that's so. And like, they need to be social to do yeah. that. And that's so yeah. opposite of me. And I, I don't know if you've done, like, 16 personalities. Have you done I have, those? yeah. So, I was looking online. I got INFJ, the advocate. Which makes a lot of sense. Because I'm someone who, like, doesn't necessarily suck in social situations. So, I can have yeah. these kind of relationships. But I think there's things where people... Some people thrive off of social interactions. I'm the protagonist. And some people... Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> some, some people thrive off of it. Yeah. And some people can tolerate it. Yeah. And I can tolerate it. And I can do well in it. 
but I like I need to go home. It's not. You where need I a find, recharge. It's not where I find my happiness. Yeah. But I think it's not like a nuisance, but it's definitely like it's draining. I get it. Which is why retail for someone like me is difficult. It's yeah. doable. It's manageable, but it's difficult. As I get older, I. I am a protagonist. I'm very much like that leader, mm-hmm. but it, it. I'm very selective. What is your thing? Like your uh, whatever. E N F J. E N F J. Maybe. I'm I N F J. So that makes sense. Yeah, because I I also like depending on the situation. Actually, mm-hmm. if if I'm in an external or extroverted situation and I'm actually getting fueled by it, yeah. I'm not going to get tired. Yeah. Like this situation right yeah. now. But if I'm working retail, like my job, it's hard. I need to go home. I need to have an ex- escape. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 so the last time I was at work was last week. We did like in-store training for eight hours. I had like a whole change of clothes. I needed to actually physically get out of that world for me to be okay with it. To be relaxed. To be relaxed, to unwind, and to actually not be anxious to go back Mm, right like i needed to curate not only an internal world to shut down but also a new like i had to compartmentalize Mm -hmm. because otherwise i wouldn't be able to go back to that job because it doesn't fuel me in any way it's useless Mm -hmm. it just pays my bills yeah but for me i need something deeper anyways but no so i get you yeah i get that but if i'm in a situation where there's like a million people like the stand-up comedy thing Mm. Like when I did my first stand up, I was in I was in front of strangers. There's over 200 people mm. in that room. But I I felt I've never felt more alive mm. because I was being fueled. Yeah. And that that's a very imagine. extroverted situation. That's very that is like the epitome of yeah. extrovert cuz I imagine like myself in that situation. Dude, I would bomb. And you would vomit. I would, vo- I would literally leave. You would faint. And that's vomit, why, like, and then you would have to leave. Like, I enjoy art a I know lot. you do. I, I know really you do. enjoy art. Yeah. But I I can't imagine, like, performing or anything. Yeah. Can't imagine, like... That's why I'm like, how do, how do introverts become celebrities? How do you all become performers, performers and, like... Because they're able to compartmentalize the performance part and who they are. Mm. That's they're hard. able to see acting or art or whatever as their as another facet to themselves Mm. that's the growth part right they're not defined by one thing they're not defined by one part of their personality the introversion extroversion is like one one millionth part of your personality people that rise to that level of success Mm. success i put in quotes they understand that they're Mm multi-dimensional beings and in order for them to pursue like a passion or do something that is going to change the world for a higher purpose Mm -hmm. they have to activate other parts of their personality right so then that's and then 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 they mask some people master it yeah right and then you see the success and then they become role models mentors but then you see uh them breaking down and them needing rehab or mental health problems because um, they're not able to balance all of those dimensions. When you activate different uh, parts of yourself, it's very overwhelming. But, you are yeah. you have to be a superhuman being for that. Mm-hmm. But being in a human vessel, it's hard. Yeah, because you will always have to accept the fact that you're human. You're not and superhuman. Mistakes will, be made. mistakes will be made. Failure will be had. But it's about you know how you respond to that. But that's another conversation. But that's kind of how you see introverts, yeah, yeah. so called, yeah. um, or you know what is perceived to be an introvert. 
uh, rise to an extroverted level of yeah. success. Yeah, and it's like because they're able to activate other yeah. parts. And people think That's like I think people look at words like introvert, introvert, and extrovert, and like are so like limited in how they perceive them. Where it's like yeah. you think introverts don't have public jobs. Like I see myself going to law. That's not a introverted career it's not by definition but like no. that's not or you could see an extrovert in an office job let's go back to that whole like what is human right yeah. we have people that are defining humanity in these boxes mm-hmm. but in fact humanity is very nuanced and it's not For black sure. and white it's it's every single hue and shade and undertone of the rainbow yeah right but you have people that are in power that look at humans as just black and white sometimes just literally black because of this and white exactly oh that's the worst that's so, the worst and and, and unfortunately these are like decision makers these are people that actually have the Authority ability to change the fucking world I know and that's the most like that's the most sad thing and like I, I look at I look at our like prime ministers and our presidents and all who are you know mainly white males yeah and I see like how they straight white males yeah, yeah they do not reflect the population anybody, that they govern yeah anybody i mean they reflect the minority they reflect the people that built those systems 100 right yeah. and which is uh like one percent and i i look at like going to the like you're saying that they reflect the people who built those systems and those institutions look at like policing right and like a lot has come out a lot of what's really incredible like of now is that yeah. we get so much information and we're getting like so much Isn't awareness it beautiful and then yeah and people that hate on the information age is because they have are literally s- idiots and prefer to be ignorant but they they have they also have so much to hide 100%. if everything is accessible where are you gonna who's gonna save you yeah exactly no one and i and i see like we talk about the police officers and yep. that's an institution that was based on racism it derives from slave patrols it's an, in- it's an institution that's it's when we systemic. talk about systemic racism and systemic issues that's what that is it protects white people and it terrorizes black people and that's what it is that's what it comes down to and that's the history of it and so when you see people saying like abolish the police they mean abolish the police it's, there's no like there's no metaphor there's no, no abolish it's very the literally it's very literal defund I, the police meaning break down the system that uh, kills other people in society, mm-hmm. and you see, like, why? And is that, that is their goal, hundred <laughs> percent. And they're <laughs> not taught well, like you. And but I, see, if you look at it though, you don't need training to murder people. You just need to have a person that is so ingrained in that lifestyle, mm-hmm. which is so easy to brainwash somebody. So easy. Uh, you don't need somebody to be trained any further, mm-hmm. right? If you can get a bunch of white heterosexual men that agree to these terms they don't need to be trained mm-hmm. they're way should of, be. but but that's the thing education deconstructs yeah. good education deconstructs because it causes critical thinking like you were but saying. you don't want these people to yeah. be critical thinkers you don't want these people to go beyond what they already know mm-hmm. because then the system is broken you want them to be machines they that carry out your yes whatever. your fucked up vision because yeah. you need that system to run for you mm-hmm. and your agenda mm-hmm. as soon as you put education in the mix mm-hmm. as soon as you use critical thinking as soon as you inject emotion mm-hmm. you have people that are no longer robots no longer machines mm-hmm. and are actually nuanced human beings who do not understand why this system exists mm-hmm. you don't want those people and i and you bring that up it's funny because i was uh, reading this book about like reading a couple articles about um like child soldiers in Uganda, right? And a lot of other African countries. Yeah. And you see these kids being trained to kill and to have the appetite to kill, right? The appetite Which is to kill. 
absolutely That's like scary. terrible yeah. but you see them targeting children because children are susceptible to their brainwashing and to their conditioning their conditioning because they're so young and they're so uneducated that's the same way people look at police officers because they're so they're Stupid. so easy to manipulate yeah they're so easy to manipulate they are those not- well those types of people that become police officers based on the systemic problems and racism they are easy to manipulate because it's not because they're young or no. kids it's because their brain literally probably is not developed 100 and they grew up with a certain type of thinking like they have this undone psyche yeah i love that term mm-hmm. this undone like psyche this this very like tattered at the seams nothing is makes sense everything's just kind of raw mm-hmm. so for those minds to become advocates and um ambassadors for these systems is like mm. that's like and to icing on them the cake to like uphold the law is the very easy. large responsibilities and you see that, like, these, these type of people are so complacent because they cannot like they're not rational they're not rational autonomous people they can't no. construct thoughts and ideas by themselves so no. they accept they're yeah. they accept so let's say like a white person because they're up, looking for things to fill up their empty brains yeah, because, to give them purpose because they cannot create that themselves exactly it's the undone psyche type idea and like so you see like a racist family a kid will be born into that family immediately accept those those that ideology well, sponge, those thoughts, right? because they're a sponge and because they they cannot construct their own idea so they take exactly. it and then they 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 use that in the world and when they and grow they up kill. that's who the fuck they are yeah and they kill people based off color not based yep. off like little like you shouldn't kill anyways but like no. dude but like you have these limited views of that person and that person was actually a kid that was just given all of these weird fucked up values mm-hmm. that don't um that don't reflect what that kid could have been mm-hmm. and what that kid came into the world as right mm-hmm. it's it's fucked up it's weird um do we want to talk about the crystalia shit yes yes i am so happy that you brought that up because let's talk about that whole we could even use him as a way to talk about like that whole boys club right that whole like joe rogan mm. joey diaz tom Segura. With a literal passion, I hate podcasters. I hate white men podcasters. It's like I can't fucking Dude, listen to you. What bro. do you get from listening to Joe Rogan? You're actually—I know you listen to Joe Rogan. No, I don't. And not anymore. No, I haven't listened to him in months. Good, because what do people get from that man? He is so, not funny. So let me. So I, I remember months ago I told you I'm like, oh, you gotta listen to Joe Rogan, blah blah blah, and you were just like, bitch, no. And Never. I'm just like, oh, but I'm like, but I'm like, he's so good. I listened to him. I started listening to him when I was in Vancouver. Mm. So when I was in Vancouver, I was very like open because I went there for a guy. He fucked me over and I was like a blank canvas at mm. that time. I was like, fuck, like I have no purpose. I have no one here. I'm just going to take whatever I can get. So I started listening to Jorgen when I was in Vancouver and for some reason he gave me like an idea or a vision of plus I was like really into stand-up comedy at that time mm-hmm. I actually never watched it stand- I tried to watch a stand-up special of his I couldn't get through it because not funny because I'm like you're really boring yeah and like what you talk about makes no sense mm-hmm. and it's so irrelevant mm-hmm. and the people that he looks up to and the ideas and the ide- ideologies that he subscribes to are so stupid Mm -hmm. he's literally a monkey Mm -hmm. 
and his the guests that he has like Elon Musk and shit like that I feel like they really reflect and and um they they just perpetuate that Mm. mentality Mm -hmm. so I started listening to him anyways so then we started to hang out because I came back and I'm just like oh you should listen to Joe Rogan blah blah and then when you said no I'm just like I wonder like why and then we did the Gen Z episode Mm. and then I listened to him and I'm just like I feel like something just switched off and I'm just like you're creepy first of all you're probably like the worst when it comes to sexual harassment oh 100% like back in the day a guy that's literally like all he does is like work out and take like protein shakes and like jujitsu and your mental capacity to see women as not objects is probably like very low the fear he must instill in women where they feel so threatened exactly must just like not even just give in but must just feel so like like small and small like that's the craziest situation and he doesn't like create like a like when I watch like Whitney Cummings, for example, who's trash, 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 trash. Is trash. she the one who has a podcast too? Yeah. Wasn't she friends with Chris Leo? They did a show together. Yeah, They're like yeah, best yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're telling me that she didn't know all that shit? 100% she did. She Anyways. knew about his predatory behavior, even if he, she didn't know that he. Like you could tell. Remember in the second season of You? Yeah. He, he played a fucking pedo. Why and he played so the, well? And in the show Workaholics, he was also that same no. character. He is typecasted because that is who he is because i know he's not that good of an actor like you know i know you're playing off life so oh did it it stop again no No, it didn't it just went dark um so so i i watched whitney cummings like on several episodes of joe rogan right and i thought they had like such a like a cool relationship and stuff like that and then i like went back and watched a couple i'm like she looks not terrified but she he gaslights a mm. lot and he like um just doesn't it's so weird just like some random brown guy <laughs> just walking through a parking lot like i hope he's going to a car I or a truck I that's brent man's right there backwards i'm shocked he's wearing Adidas a mask i'm shocked he's wearing a mask um, anyways respect. thank you for thank you the for not yeah that's <laughs> can we should do an episode of bare minimum Dude, when it comes to men because I was at Ireland these white people do not wear masks of course they don't I hate you because it's people. infringing on their civil rights oh my god white people who say that I literally want to kill you no offense but offense offense I hate you people you're an idiot you you're no, a collective idiot the people who think that we're oh my god that we're like that it's like oppressive oh fuck my you god. that we're infringing on like your second amendment like shut the up the fuck out of here bro Dude. you're literally protecting people you are literally a weapon right now and you're protecting people by doing this also, how is that suppressing also y'all are old we're protecting you like we're good luck your... like you're welcome they, like you literally that's that gives me same vibes as anti-vaxxers same anti-vaxxers i hate them. why do they exist how are they still alive how do they not know that you're like you're like there's one thing to not do something to yourself or your children there's one then it's another thing to not do something that's to like trump country though that's like that's like people that like are racist that are, are you peop- guys like stupid you know you're they are others. though like, but, but they are others. but see that's the thing they don't they don't see as killing others as a bad thing because other people are not like them oh yeah. because they see them as other they're conditioned to see other people as others. So if you're not like them, then you probably deserve to die. Mm. That's how extreme they take their hatred. And so you have those types of people running around. 
And what they they have a leader in office oh, in the dude. states. So it's like speaking yeah. of Trump, like dude, the way that man has it's been exposed for raping children. He has, but like that was like exposed while he was running president and then he won because of putin and it hasn't even like dented his like presidency no it's really weird how he's still in office he's like he's like several 13 year old 12 year old 11 year old kids it was funny because eric trump was like talks about biden and was like would you leave your kids alone with that man i'm like would you leave your kids alone with your dad you weirdo no absolutely not I don't understand. I like it's one thing like oh you know what I hate too uh-huh. when those people. Who, Speaking like, of creepy rapists, oh, like Crystalia and Trump, dude, gone. The people I hate, like most people, you see this a lot of brown people where they're like, man, I don't think Trump is a good person, but I support what he's doing for the country and I support how he's stabilized our economy. I hear that so. That's part of a. So the stabilization of the economy was first of all because it was at that point in the cycle, mm-hmm. and it wasn't because of him. It was because it was, uh, so you have the economic principle of the invisible hand, Mm -hmm. and then you have an economic principle of, like, self-generating. sort of The economy fixes itself. Yeah, the economy has the ability to fix itself to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's going to need that invisible hand, that government stimulus or whatever, because you have billion-dollar companies that need bailouts for some reason. I know, but they get the bailouts, but everyone else gets $1,200 stimulus check. Hundo, hundo. But, like, you have an economy that's built, and it does Mm self-generate, or it does does sustain Mm -hmm. to a certain degree, Mm -hmm. right? So, So it was perfect, right right time uh-huh. that trump got the economy went up not because of what he did yeah. or didn't do it's because, it, because it was that time in the cycle and it would have happened anyway and modern, oh you're all economy stable now now how how's your economy now like and what is he doing he's defunding testing 100%. the the media is no longer covering covid mm-hmm. so you have people that are probably going to die because it is not the right time to open outside a backup anyway so it it's there's just so yeah, there's just there's just a lot. I just hate that man, and I don't understand. Like, there's one thing. I had a friend that told me like he she like I'm no longer her friend anymore. Oh, her name is Vanessa. Name. I'm gonna name her. Um, Vanessa. She, yeah, is she I, white girl? yeah. Yeah. Is he the white girl with the Vancouver girl or? No, the I have another Vanessa. She's here. She's mm-hmm. in Toronto. Um, she was saying how she actually likes Trump. Is she white? Yes. Yeah, no wonder. Um, and she like likes the way he speaks and like likes his. I'm just like he speaks words though. Or are you like also are you stupid? People like that are like I like the way Trump carries himself. Are you dumb? He doesn't carry himself. He doesn't know how to drink water. The man gets carried. He gets carried literally. He has. He had all health professionals when they see him say he has degenerative, uh, degenerating, um, uh, brain. Uh, yeah, but what's the sickness? It's not all dementia. It's dementia. Yeah, he has that, oh. and that guy's on pills Ugh. and drugs to keep him even propped up and standing. He can't read or take in information in speeches, mm-hmm. so that's why he makes shit up on the spot mm-hmm. because he can't take in any more information. Mm-hmm. He is like dying, like we all are. <laughs> like well, we all more rapid, right? but yeah. like he's and all he eats is like mcdonald's and taco bell like and that like, look at him. like and and he's not fit to like run a 
car, whether mm-hmm. let alone a country. Anyways, oh. that guy can't I even walk up man. a ramp. And also, like people who like how ca- I don't care what Trump has done, it does not dismiss that he's a literal rapist. Like it's a hu- it's not even it's simple human rights thing. It's not politics. It's human rights. And it's not even like this is alleged that yeah. he's been, excuse me, recorded saying that he does things to women yeah. that is not of consent. Yes. And he thinks it's okay because he's a rich man. Well, that's white privilege, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the epitome of white privilege. And it's privilege. the same type of energy. Like, you see people being like, oh, I don't want to talk about Black Lives Matter. I don't want to talk about politics. It's not politics. Like, it's human. It's human. It's us. It's, pe- it's you have our... Pe- so, so at our company, we have Black Lives Matters t-shirts, mm-hmm. right? And somebody asked, yo, are we allowed to wear these at work? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. That's because stupid. why? Why? All these big corporations who... You like, send out statements that are basically window dressing you're just it's lip service you don't give a fuck you're just being forced you know about it um you're committing you know millions of dollars great tax write-off for you congratulations but when it comes down to your staff and people actually believing in the cause and living it eating it breathing it whether they're black or not you're like no you can't do that dude you see companies like starbucks Yeah, people exactly wearing, like black lives matter like pins, pins. Or, pins or even pins something so small but it doesn't even matter it could be like a billboard i should be able to do that that's my right mm-hmm. i know how are you ta- how are people going to be so willing to talk about free speech and the freedom of speech and freedom of expression and then not extend that same freedom of expression to service workers to people who work in like in places like starbucks or any other fast food or retail like what any, do you mean yeah exactly like what why why are the and and the people that are working those jobs are all minorities mostly mm. they're they're mainly minorities you don't have <clears throat> there's this instagram account you should follow it's called pull up for change and um they have challenged all the companies to release their stats mm. in terms of how many people of their executive levels and in their company overall mm-hmm. are percentage what percentage of those people are black mm-hmm. somebody just released uh, a company just released uh, uh, i'm not gonna say my company but <laughs> um, um actually i said my company once in a podcast episode i had to scrap it because i don't want to be i'm not about that life right now right um but a company released their stats and they retracted it and mm. deleted and blocked that account from tagging them, mm. even though their stats are public on their website. Yeah. And the the account was like, that's weird. Mm. And obviously the stat were the stats were abysmal, like less than two percent of your executive level st- uh, people are mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. or even people of color. Mm-hmm. And you have companies that, you know, are not willing to walk the walk, but they're willing to, like, hire a white graphic designer to make these statements that, by the way, look all the same. All the same. And feel the same. Dude, it's the same thing as, like, I just hate it. Like, you I see hate these, it, too. You see these, um... It's so not like, genuine. Like, you see stupid things like these cartoons, right? Like, uh, The Simpsons. I know people love The Simpsons. Or, like, yeah. whatever. It's talking about how they're not going to have white people voice people oh like big mouth big mouth yeah are you guys stupid like first of all that shouldn't have been done in the first place exactly do you think people want to hear this right now you think people care about your stupid little show that nobody watches (laughs) only losers watch big mouth i'm sorry i hate that show i watched one episode i'm like what the fuck is this it's weird i feel like it's for incels it's for incels (laughs) that's what that is yo who thought of that show fucking nick kroll the biggest incel of all incels Mm. He's the worst. He's so bad. But, like, like we don't care about TV shows. 
like make some actual change black people like i i follow this one um he's he's a a graphic uh, not a graphic designer photographer on twitter and he's like we want you to defund the police we don't want you to take uh like hide episodes can we talk about the shane dawson shit Yo, first of all, do we even talk about Chris D'Elia properly? We'll get back to it. We'll okay, circle, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. We'll circle Dude, back. Shane Dawson. I'm. Ooh. Okay. So for people Z. that don't know, oh, if you don't know who Shane Dawson is, like, what are you? What you're is your life? Shane to be listening to this. Yeah, actually, get the fuck off here. Shane Dawson is a YouTuber and like uh, online, like he's he's, he's huge, right? He's an influencer. He's like a white male, gay. Who's like beloved? But um, yeah, people love him. And he has been known to make documentaries, quote unquote, about like the most controversial people. So like, not even good. Uh, Jeffrey Star, Tana Mojo. Who else? Uh, yeah. I uh, probably. Huh. No, there was somebody else that he did it with too. Jake Paul. Jake Jake Paul. Like all these people that are like the most controversial, very, very, very successful in the you know, the regular terms, but incredibly racist, incredibly bigoted, um, gross, uh, benefit from patriarchy and misogyny. And um, white supremacy. White supremacy are white supremacists. Um, just just the worst types of people and he himself is all of those things he's been caught on tape um multiple times doing blackface um multiple times like disrespect yep disrespecting like he's like a quota like i think he's a pedophile oh like he he had this video oh my god dude did you see hear about the willow smith stuff yeah yeah yeah. so jada pinkett smith will smith's wife but also like oh really they merged again are they the same one though no but i think they're different ones Oh, really? That's shocking. A lot of white, white folk out here. Literally two sets of people we've seen. <laughs> Literally. That's a lot, though, for yeah, Brampton. Um, so, uh, Jada Pickett-Smith came out on Twitter and said, uh, is Shane Dawson, you're disgusting. Why? Because no Shane Dawson... Excuses. No more excuses. Exactly. Shane Dawson... Uh, was there, like, a leaked tape or, like, audio or video? Uh-huh. There was a video with audio. Saying that he he was he was basically sexualizing her eleven year old daughter at the time eleven. Um, what what did he even say? Did he even say anything? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. And honestly, like it's garbage anyway, so it doesn't matter. And he, don't watch the video. Like, don't bother. It's gross. Like, let's not give him more views. Anyways, he came out with a statement like recently saying like I'm leaving the beauty oh, world. Dude, I have so much to say. Did you see Samantha Ravindel? I did. I did. Yeah, that, she killed it. She, she killed did. it. She said what she had to, to say. To be honest, like she's never gotten that many views on a video before. She has like really? half a mil views. Dude, she killed. Yeah, it. she Look did. So so Shane Dawson. I love how like we're on the same page right now because yeah. it's. Amazing. I watched that video. I was like, dude. This this episode's gonna be three hours long. This is an actual you can like. Set it up if you need to. No. Okay, okay, okay. It's gonna be all one. But this is like regular podcast shit. Yeah, podcasts are like five hours long. I don't know how y'all be listening to that. I don't. I think the longest episode I've ever made mine was an hour or forty five mm. minutes. But that was me by myself. It's different when you have somebody yeah. else, right? Because you don't like waste your time or whatever. I we guess. should do. I think me and you should pod like once a week or yeah. once every couple I'm weeks. Down. Like, I have nothing going on. Same. Of use. Girl, I got nothing going on. Literally. Okay. So, Shane Dawson came out with a statement. Because he did a collaboration with Jeffree Star and did, like, a document series. I'm not going to explain who Jeffree Star is. Please you fucking Google know. it. He's disgusting. He actually had a lipstick brand called Nazi mm. Makeup. Mm. Or something like that. Also, like, and, like, the swastika was on all yeah. the branding. Also, dude, that man is... Lipstick Nazi. That's yeah, what it was yeah. called. That Ew. guy is old also. So we find Yo. videos of him. They're not from when he was like 13. They're no. From when he was like 23. 
And, like, people say, like, there's, like, this trend in, like, the in- on the interwebs saying, like, oh, we should forgive people that did it in their past. But they were, like, full-blown adults. Also, even if and they not- still, and they capitalized off of that. Mm, they capitalized exactly. off of these thoughts. And they are who they are because of that is the foundation of who they are. They, they're they able to amass this incredible wealth that should be redistributed. 100%. Um, they're able to amass this, this clout, this influencer title, these massive amounts, amounts of followers, and this platform that literally, like, is gigantic, unreasonably gigantic, mm. because of these things. So that is actually incorrect when you say they're not like that anymore. No, that's an, a convenient excuse. Yeah. Oh, I'm not like that anymore. Okay. That whole time that you were like that, give back that money. Yeah. Those videos that you made, that you got millions of views and that amassed you so Thousands much following. Please give that money back Please because you you're not like that anymore. Yeah. So why should you be able to capitalize off of that? Exactly. Bitch, also shut the like, fuck up. Also, like, how, what a stupid excuse. I'm 18. That's weak. I'm 18. I know influencers like Tana Moja around my age must be, like, less than five Gross. years older than me. And she has been exposed for saying the N-word when she was, like, 14. Justin Bieber has said the N-word. Yo, dude, when I was 14, I wasn't an idiot. I knew I shouldn't be saying that. When I was nine, younger, when I heard it in rap songs, I knew that wasn't for me. Dude, brown guys in Brampton say the N-word. Dude, y'all They're are, so stupid. Why do they think they have ownership over a word? That means it, like, you have not, you don't know the breadth, the width, the girth of that word. Like, shut the fuck up. You're like, not yes. in that community. Get the I've fuck out of here. As a, like, as a response, as a justification. Well, you don't understand, man. I'm a big brown guy. I face a lot of discrimination. When the police see me, they want to, like, they want to hurt me. They want to assault me, whatever. What you don't understand is, first <laughs> off, yeah, brown people have faced discrimination. There's no, nobody's discrediting that. Nobody's taking away this from This ain't about you, though. It's people of color. Y'all have faced discrimination. We have faced discrimination. But that doesn't give you ownership of a word that is not yours. It's not yours. It's not your communities. Get the fuck out of here, man. Louis C.K., he used to say that word all the time. And Chris Rock, his stupid ass, used to... Chris Rock dick, dick rider of the world used to say, oh, you're the only white person that could say that. Shut the fuck up, man. Pander to the white man. Please get out of here. Shut the fuck up. Chris Rock is the worst panderer. Dave Chappelle called him out. He was like, oh, Chris Rock has a family to feed. He doesn't judge, but everybody knows that that's the way Chris Rock makes his money mm-hmm. because he has a family to feed. He's gotten divorced. He has divorced. He's alimony and paying all that shit. So he he has that, like he, he, it makes sense for him to make friends with white people like Seinfeld, like Louis C.K. because they, they, you know, Seinfeld, what a, ugh, I hate What a gross so motherfucker, mad. right? I, I don't understand why, like, people idolize these white men so much. And it I used to. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Louis C.K. used to be, like, one of my favorite comedians of all time. Dude, like, idolize someone who looks like you. Yeah. Or stop, this whole idea, that's another thing. I was talking to my friends about it. This whole, like, idea of, like, stan culture and idolizing people. Yes. It's so stupid. It's so stupid because people are people and they're, they suck. Just Why? because, and and that just that, because you think they're funny, you don't gonna like worship them. And that's that's celebrity culture, right? Like celebrity. Did you see that video about all those celebrities that made like uh, about Black Lives Matter, Black oh, Lives yeah. Matter, and it was like the most cringe. Oh, yeah. They were like they were like very acty in that video, right? Like mm-hmm. you had um, what was that guy's name from Breaking Bad? Something Paul. And like, what's her other name? The the girl from. Uh, Kesha was on it too. Common, oh Common, you you fuck that guy, dude. Common, we were rooting for you. I I I can't. Anyways, so like 
that was like a video that released and it's just like a a billion dollar company releasing like a statement like first of all like you have no black friends you white people that are saying this you have no uh like you haven't like made room for black people Mm -hmm. in the way that you probably should Mm -hmm. you haven't like if you release your stats in terms of the percentage that because a lot of these actors are no longer acting but they have production companies they have their paws in other businesses yeah. you are release you your stats are, are are you um yeah are you funding black films are you writing stories about black films that doesn't have anything to do with uh, white saviors exactly yeah i was i was watching this um if I, you were watching the help to educate yourself yes, on black please. history please go fuck yourself <laughs> I, I read i was reading this thing where it was like their uh, production company is giving like a huge budget like a 150 million dollar budget to this movie that will smith wants to do about slavery where it's like but then these same companies will be the last people to actually fund movies by black creatives about just black life. Like a movie like Moonlight, which is one of the most, in my opinion, one of the most incredible movies. I still haven't seen that. That's one of the best movies ever. Okay, I'm going to watch it tonight. It's a movie that struggled to find investors, that struggled yep. to find producers. Oscar winning? Oscar winning. D- uh, didn't, didn't. Multiple Oscar winning. Really um, but don't you find it very convenient that the person that was presenting the award for Moonlight, was it Moonlight? And he said La La Land instead. Yeah, yep, yep, he yep. was like a white male. Old white male. I don't know that name, but like... doesn't know, that doesn't know anything. Uh, Warren Beatty, I think it was. Like he, like I, I don't find that, that's not a that's coincidence not a to me. Yeah. That was like, like, like you assumed that it was going to be a white like movie. you saw the two names on the ballot and you didn't even bother looking at winner and, and runner-up. And you assumed that yeah. that was going to be the movie that why would a black movie Two white leads. yo that that wasn't a coincidence Dude. this is system systemic racism Dude, that movie also again like it wasn't just it wasn't about like slavery and it wasn't about no white not a single white it was nuanced right was nuanced. Was i can't believe i haven't watched it yet. it's wow. about it's about Fuck sexuality and, yes and, and being gay in the black community and the, all the factors that contribute it like contribute to it how it's like how it's not encouraged. That's why I like accepted. Insecure so much. Huh? Insecure, the show. I haven't watched that. But... Okay, so... Um, I imagine. It's super nuanced. It's made by made and written by black creatives, Issa Rae. Issa Rae. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out to her. And, and it's about, like, nuanced personalities within black culture. And it's not like... Atlanta was a show that I loved for a season, but it was just so, like... It was good, but... It just got too abstract for me in terms of like what it represented, the symbolism. I loved it, and I actually like the idea of it. I don't know where it is now. Yeah, I watched the first season was hot when it. It came was out. so good. People were all over it, but then Everyone all of a sudden, like it just kind of went away. Mm-hmm. I honestly think because Donald Glover kind of came out really controversial, like This Is America mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I really think he got blacklisted, and I don't think his show took off because of that. I, I, it's just like a, because he took a stand, right? Mm. Because he wasn't no, he wasn't, um, easily digestible for white people. Mm -hmm. And so I think they kind of put him on the back burner, right? All these award shows, they're all curated by white people. Their, their whole committee panel of, uh, are all out of touch white males. And you know, what's crazy is like, you see right now, these same out of touch white males are the ones who want to profit off of black culture well yeah they all run these companies that are window dressing with their statements they want to make these these movies about like the hood and about like like do you even know 
and the struggle. So Complex Magazine is run by white people and have been known to like profit off of black culture. Obviously, mm-hmm. Complex. Complex. When you think of Complex, you think of hip hop. Like, you think uh, of streetwear. Wear, you think like, of sneaker culture. That's all. That's all black culture. They are run by white people, and they have they're notoriously known to treat black people and to actually. Um, marginalize black people within their offices mm-hmm. while still profiting off of black culture that is the society that we live in exactly you guys want it so much but you're not willing to actually give black creative and black people the space like are you willing to to, to sacrifice your bottom line exactly at this yeah. moment no and when you see like you see a movie created by a white man that in, that involves like a black narrative oftentimes the black characters are like the embodiment of like black caricatures there's they're stereotypes stereotypes. caricatures can we talk about that they're they're all these over exaggerated cartoon versions of people that don't exist they're gangbangers they're rapists they're drug dealers they're uh, or they're like these fucking godlike figures like what Mm -hmm. are we doing here Mm -hmm. and there's no like there's such a weird there's such like a cognitive dissonance where they don't understand origins like they don't understand yeah the history right they don't understand like okay like you see like black people and you and you're gonna talk about black people or black men and drug dealing but you don't understand what the world is done like i was reading this james baldwin baldwin book while this was all happening and he was like you dropped black people in the ghetto you made it impossible you infiltrated their communities with crack exactly that's the government and then you pieced out and then you said you're like here you go handle it generation all of your generations now moving forward are fucked up have fun, and now we're gonna profit off of it, and we're gonna villainize you. And you're gonna talk. Have so, fun. Exactly. You're gonna villainize drug Peace. dealers when you create a drug dealer. Exactly, and you created gangbangers. You created the culture of war within these marginalized communities, and gave them that was their only option. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right? You're not gonna understand that white people did it. So, so Michelle Obama in her book Becoming, she talks about. Did you read that? Uh, I listened to it, did the audiobook. I can send it to you if you want. It's alright, but it's okay. I feel about them, to be honest. They're fucking war criminals, man. War criminals. (laughs) (laughs) While they were dropping mics and 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 uh, like being friends with fucking Oprah, they were dropping bombs on Yemen. So, can we talk about that? I'm in Middle Eastern countries. Next day, like leading duas. Like, come on. I but I but the thing is that like we can even talk about that like later but like i think that in like the president of that country doesn't have a lot of power it's Mm. the house it's the senate it's it's they are a slave they are the talking head they're the face but there is i hate using that word actually i don't even want to say slave but like they are uh, a puppet for the majority for the senate for the house so if they want to enact laws as like when i say they i mean president if he if the president wants to enact a law or whatever they have to take it to the house they have to take it to the senate and then they have to it has to be voted on if that law is not in the best interest of the majority or the lobbyists that are paying these senate members to for their agenda yeah aka corporations because we all know that corporations they run, run the world um then not the president <laughs> no uh so so if that law like let's say for example i'm not trying to you know bail out obama but if he says hey i want to stop bombing middle eastern countries and the house says nah we have money in these wars we got an agenda then he can't stop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that could have been the case I'm not 
gonna rule that possibility out but he's but he still the, more criminal. He's the guy to blame. <laughs> he is the guy to blame. And, blame the... and fortunately, on slash unfortunately, whatever it is, it's about that patriarchy. It's about that system, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about institutions. We're talking about structures. That's what that's it. That's exactly. that's what that is. Um. So anyway, so 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 um, I was listening to that book, and um, she was talking about how she, black people, started to move into these suburbs in chicago and she automatically saw white people moving out Mm. and it was she's like i wasn't you know it wasn't um it wasn't lost on me why at such a young age there was a reason why more black people started to move in and as a result more white people started to move out so you have this like ingrained um racism on top of these marginalized communities, black people being forced into these areas and serving as stereotypes for racists. Yeah. And that is not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. That is that is arch- that is specific architecture that is mm-hmm. developed by people in power which are normally racist. Mm-hmm. So like you're like we talk about you know these movies being made off of these stereotypes these stereotypes were made by white people 100% and put on black people not willingly by black people but because they had no other choice because they didn't have in those situations Tupac talked about it they didn't have the power to refute it they they had they had numbers but they had no power yeah and i because think because they're never my, given power exactly and that is also not a coincidence yeah that is very much and you know you see these people orchestrated talking about like why don't why don't black people amass their own wealth why why do they why do they choose to live when you have generations of slavery that is a psychology that is not just a time in history that Mm -hmm. is a psychology that is passed on from generations to generations and slavery was not abolished in the 1800s mm-hmm. it is not a old-timey concept it is very much a mm-hmm. recent concept have you read the Le- willie lynch letter no google it. it talks about slave psychology and having slaves be compared to horses mm-hmm. and white people were complaining to willie lynch my slave doesn't listen to me mm-hmm. my slave uh escapes a lot mm-hmm. how do we fix this yeah willie lynch said think of your slaves as horses Horses need to be broken in, wow. so do slaves. He wow. outlines in detail how to break a slave. Wow. And compares human beings to horses. Two horses. And I saw this uh, this video of this woman, this activist, she was comparing basically the state of wealth and, and power in within the black community to a game of Monopoly. And it was really interesting to me where she was That's talking crazy. about I never 400 years... They never got to play the game. They were never, like, you know, their stuff wasn't on the board. But they amassed the wealth for their white counterparts. So they played for 400 years. They played the game, but then they had to hand over the wealth. They right. created the wealth. They created the capital. They are right. the reason for the wealth. Right. But they didn't get to have that wealth within their communities. No, that generational wealth went to white people. Right. Then 50 years after they, like, black people were, were, like, the slavery was abolished and they had the ability to create their own they're like have thriving black economics they created these communities they were thriving black businesses and 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 stores and they had ownership and they had authority and they had power for once within their communities right what they do they burn down those places 
<laughs> so these communities like Rosewood, Fuck. they saw thriving black communities yep. that th- that were Lynch, thriving. Right? Yeah, they were thriving without the the involvement of white people, and they didn't can't mess have with that. It. They didn't mess with it. They needed to have the power. They burnt it down. So then you expect after four hundred and fifty mm. years, four hundred years of not being able to play, and then fifty years of being of playing and amassing something small that is nothing compared to the generational yeah. wealth that white people had accumulated at that point off the backs of black people uh, off the off black and people colored pe- indigenous people and indigenous <laughs> indigenous <laughs> i just thought of the spelling and then i just thought of <laughs> and indi- in wow indigenous indigenous people yeah stealing then, that land and then you're gonna be like well why don't they work as hard as anyone else why don't they get themselves why are they all in jail no and then black people you know they put them there they work why. so hard to amass this wealth and then it's taken away from them. I mean, they're working. Well, look at a culture. Look, okay, but the also the culture that they built is despite being so fucked over, mm. and they can't even have that. They can't have that. White people need to have that. They they not only do white people need to have that culture, but they need to make money off of that culture and then take that money that black people gave them and pay them in pennies. Again, it's like <laughs> they're in that position where they have power, where white people even still because, like you said, it's a psychology. They have that power to yeah. create wealth from this. They have the power to create wealth from... <laughs> they have the resources, they have the power, they have the knowledge to create wealth from black culture. Something simply that black people were not given. They were not given that research. They were not given that education. They were so not they, given that luxury. And they weren't. But they're not also like conniving and annoying that their goal was to take their culture and profit off of it. It's like... It's systemic. It's systemic. It's, it's a process that was cultivated and perfected and mastered for hundreds of years. Mm. And and now we're seeing a time where we saw it with, with Martin Luther King at that time. And now we're seeing a time where all of that is being brought into light. Mm-hmm. And we're able to have an opportunity to actually do something about mm-hmm. it. And to talk about it. To, to figure it out. To deconstruct it. To mm-hmm. dismantle it. To defund it. And to really look at it. Like you saw the Dave Chappelle? No, I didn't. I was about oh, to. Oh, you should. You should. My brother should. told me to watch it. It's a 27 minute uh, sort of like talk that he gives, and it's called 8 minutes and 46 seconds, which is the, the time it took George for Floyd. George Floyd to die, uh, to be murdered. And he, that 8 46 is his time of birth, Dave Chappelle's. Oh, yeah. I, so uh, my brother told me. He has like a connection connections to it. to it, right? And. 824 Kobe's number Kobe. that's his birthday. Oh, Dave Chappelle's birthday. That's crazy. It's crazy and and like he talks briefly about the numerology like his, and stuff. Right? He talks briefly about like his great grandfather uh mm. like the history. You should watch it and like it, we're getting like people like that that should speak on. Mm. I don't need fucking Chris Paul from Breaking Bad to talk Chris about Paul? I think. That's a basketball player. I know. The same dude. Honestly, I have no idea. Same name. I know his last name is Paul, but we don't need these white celebrities to like talk on this shit. We need people like Dave. We need, we need white people to support black voices. Be allies, but like, don't. You're not. It's not about you. Realize that your position, and that's not just for white people. Every single side non-black kick. person, right now. every single non-black person, yeah. entire. And that's what I actually was talking to this with my friend, and I because I saw this TikTok about it, and me and my friend talking about it, but. Every single non-black person, I don't care if you're a person of color or not, your job right now is to amplify black voices. And I was seeing this thing where 
this TikTok and there was this black guy talking where he was like respect to the brown community respect to what you guys are doing I think he's from London you know where there's like a, there's a lot of brown people out there yeah. and he was talking about how we like to reorient the situation to talk about the the um, the issues within our community yeah. like we're talking about colorism in our community we're yeah. talking about whatever we're talking yeah. about holding our old family members accountable and he's like where the intention is good but it's misplaced and it's that's right. not necessary right now we do right. not need you to talk to your 90 year old nunny and talk about how, how like preferring lightness is is wrong yeah, yeah that's a given yeah, but that's not helping the situation right now because the situation at hand. That's not helping the movement. It's concerning black lives. People are so they're so ready to center themselves in a movement that has nothing to do with them, because that's the only way they can relate. Because they're because not that's, well, yeah, and they've been conditioned to connect with people like them naturally. Mm-hmm. So if they see somebody, because black people are considered so unlike the majority hence the word minority Mm -hmm. you see a black person you don't connect with them right away unless you are personally involved with them based on your issues Mm -hmm. that is the only way you can rep for somebody and i think this is humanity in general that's the only way you can rep for somebody if you see yourself in them which is so screwed up right but but that's humanity but like look at us like I know myself and brown people in general, especially children of immigrants, we have this like, we have such a natural like inclination to like things that were created by black people. Like we are so... We all, but that's humanity. That's humanity for sure. But like we love black music. We love music created by black people. We love basketball, you know, which is predominantly a lot of black men. Yeah. And, and, but we're, we're not, we can enjoy their culture. We consume their culture, but we cannot stand up for the people behind that culture. We won't stand for them, but we'll stand for what they do. We won't marry them, but we like their music. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah. We don't really want to be friends with them, but we think LeBron's a great player. Yeah. Oh, come on. We don't really want to hang out with them personally, but we know him. Yeah. We know her. Yeah. But we, we see her and him from afar. We like what they do. Yeah. They're cool. Like, that's not, that's not helping. That's not, like, dude, you know, like, and again, it's like, it's, you can't just be not racist. You got to be anti-racist. Anti-racist. This is, this is, these yeah. are, this is racist rhetoric. This is, this is things that are yeah. pr- promoting racism. And yeah. the way you don't understand that these are anti-black, this is an anti-black ideology. It's an anti-black mindset. The way, if you cannot see that and you can't be self-aware to see that within yourself, then you will continue to be part of the problem and be the it's, problem. It's rooted deep. Right? Deep. It's rooted deep. We think that black people are scary. Um, I remember uh, when we were living in my family house, and my dad looked out the window and he's like, Oh, there's black people moving on our street. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm just like, What do you mean? I know. I don't we know. live? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, because like, you don't think black people can live around you because you're so much better and for some reason. Because they're scared. Because they're scared. They're scared. And what are you scared of? That they're gonna kill you. You're scared of a person who doesn't. That they're gonna bring know. crime into your neighborhood, dude. Like, fam, do you know brown people that like be that, introspective? Look at your own community. Look but the they con. never do. That like brown people never look at themselves. They, they never point, point fingers, the finger at themselves. But they point because, fingers at others. But they love to do that because that's they a, thrive off of that. Because well, they create communities off of that. I mean, There's group chats. Go crazy. And it's like, look at your kids. Look at look your at husband. Your 
Look at your kids. Look at your you're you're blaming somebody for getting divorced. Yeah, you get beat by your drunken husband every single fucking night. What are we saying here? They're talking about how black people are creating crime in your neighborhood. Look at your kid who acts like a fake gangbanger and like says the n word. It's so fucked. It's so look at him. Like yo, the guy that I just I'm not dating anymore. He said the he says the n word. He said the N-word, and I'm just like, can you not say that around Dude, me? Dude, I'm like, so used to, like... He's like, why not? And I'm like, because I don't like it. Like, I'm so used it to It makes tolerating. me feel fucking uncomfortable. Yo, we're so used to being in brown communities, tolerating, like, our, the men, or even women. Women who say that, you disappoint me more because I expect more from you. But I'm see, sorry. that's why I like your generation so much, and that's why I like TikTok so much, because all these younger people that are coming up right now, the girls, they actually point it out. Mm-hmm. They're like, let find me a Brampton man that doesn't say the N-word. Have fun, like... <laughs> Have fun, because you won't. You'll die you're yeah you're drinking game on how many times you hear the n-word from a brown guy you'll die you literally alcohol poisoning poisoning. you will have to get your stomach pumped you you will be in the hospital you might as well go to a different country and and but like that's what's being called out right now and Mm. that's what your generation is doing dave Mm. chappelle said the such a good thing at the top of his thing he's like you guys as in generation z are driving the car Mm. we are very very happy to be in the backseat with you guys but you guys are driving right now and Mm. we are very happy to see it Mm -hmm. we'd love to see it we're and like, these are the generations that are going to get and us don't through trip, this. Like, you guys should, like, and, and I'm not oh, no, no, like, we're not, I'm not, for me as a millennial, I'm never passive, right? Never. I make content, I talk about it daily because it needs to be 100%. talked about. And it's that, but just the overwhelming response from the entirety of the generation, like, yeah. I, I've yet to find someone my I'm gonna, age. I'm going to stop this right now. Okay, hold on. Sorry, we'll go back. Well, Coming uh, back. Come back. Okay, bye. Hi, welcome back. This is like our fifth part. Yes, we were talking about what. Say it again. What were we talking about? Women teachers. Oh, I think women teachers are better. Yeah, I think it's that simple. Any teacher that I've had, any professor that I've had that's memorable in my university and my college career has been a woman. And also, like, I I don't remember the men teachers. Same. They bore me. Actually, my worst teachers ever. The teachers who have literally made me cry. The teachers, teachers have fought. Same. Have been men. Like, have been white men. Does it... Is it... I don't know if it's just me, but you tell me. Is it, like, really hard to hear men talk? It is literally... <laughs> the sound of their voice is <laughs> deafening. <laughs> I I know people that have podcasts that are guys. And I'm just... Like, like people that Joe I know. Logan. And I'm oh. just, like... I don't... Oh, no. I can't listen to you for... Like, but I can't listen to you more than five seconds. 100%. I have to turn it off. Because, because I don't like your... Your... You're, um, I don't like your point of view. I've heard your point of view my whole life. It's not interesting or groundbreaking. To- Men are not groundbreaking to me. If you come to me with ideas and, and philosophies and perspectives, you're still not interesting to me. You really have to break through <coughs> and get off your crutch of just, I'm a man, I'm here. What else? Yeah. You really have to like walk me through other parts of how what makes you interesting. And if it's just I'm a man, which is usually all men think that because they have a dick, that is all they need. Like miss me with and that. And what sucks <laughs> is that sometimes that is all they need. All they do need is to be a man. And they can get so much further than a woman. Which is true. But for me personally, like... As a human being, no. I can't, like, I can't listen to them. That's not all them. you can offer, just being a man. And literally, like... I can't. Sometimes it's so simple as it's, like, the tone of voice. I hate... Do you ever... Have you ever been in, like... Have you ever talked to a man? Yes. And had... Already opinions, a yes. Already a yes. Had opposing opinions, right? And 
like I don't understand when you're arguing with someone Ugh. of course you're gonna get a little emotional because you believe in what you're talking about and refer back to our logic versus emotion exactly. and how they both you need one to have the to ha- to master the other they exist together they exist together not apart they are coming from the same place and if you don't have one, you can't be good at the other. Exactly. And vice versa. And the highest form of logic implements a lot of emotion. And the highest form of emotion implements a lot of logic. They need to be working in perfect harmony and tandem to be a human being that makes sense for this it's world. It's literally like an equilibrium. So, fuck you. Literally. But back, back to what Anyways. So, men, what they will do is, like, literally, if you gaslight. Any, gaslight and invalidate everything you're saying and your intelligence. Men are so quick to invalidate women's intelligence as if women don't, like, as a woman cannot attain. An as education. if women have not propped you up to be better exactly. than us. We have continuously propped you up so that you can rise to a level that will help your fragile ego justify its existence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you're welcome but also stop talking to me yeah matter- because you have nothing to offer me and male teachers like they don't shut the fuck up teachers like y'all are generally either teaching kids or like like if like if you're getting an education there's a part of you that's not like an in full full adult right yeah like if i'm still getting if i'm still even if i'm like you're developing i'm developing some part of your mind brain. is developing yes so they not need to be nurtured it can't just simply be all right here's all the information look at this powerpoint Bye. do your work no you have to understand my situation you have to understand like extenuating outside external but see they can't pressures. right they don't understand that because don't. they don't take into like you were talking about holistic ways of looking at the world they don't have that they don't so if you know a man that's holistic please show me that major female influence because they most definitely have it 100 percent. if they don't have a female influence that is allowing their breadth of existence to expand they are the worst type of human being in the world. 100%. Or they're ignoring those female influences, exactly. a.k.a. Joe Rogan. He has daughters and he has a wife. That guy spews the worst shit. Mm-hmm. If I had Elon Musk on my podcast, I'd probably be number one podcast in the world too. Oh, yeah. And please. that guy, please don't get me started on that guy. Please, Elon Musk. The I fuck? First of all, I try to say while we're talking about Elon Musk, if you defend the rich, you're an idiot. They you deserve you. to be eaten. <laughs> they don't know you. They don't, like, what are you standing up for? A person who will never know you. A person would probably spit on you if they saw you in the streets. But you're defending them because you, you think that their wealth was fair and that they accumulated their you wealth. stupid man. And they should be able to redistribute it in whatever way they see fit. When you're dumb, when you're acting like Elon Musk, parents, like his mother is literally a model. His parents were rich. Donald Trump, his parents were rich. He just got a small loan of a million dollars to start his company. Just a small one. Small. Like nothing. Light work. Light work. You can get that from the bank. Literally. Come on, man. Like, you don't understand that these people started because they had that. Privileges. They had had privilege. They had, they had an upper hand. Not only an upper hand, those doors were open from them from the day they were born. 100%. They were, those doors were made for them. They did not have to work for these opportunities because not only did they 
they created the opportunities for them to take, exactly. but they also disenfranchised other people from even having access to those opportunities. Exactly. And so therefore we did not, black people, for example, did not think that those opportunities for them uh, were for them. They did not have access for that for, with the, for those opportunities. And so they were forced to look at other ways of living exactly. that were like not, the best ways of living. But they, had to be but done. they had to do it because they had families to feed, mm-hmm. because they they had to survive. So like yeah, like and and Joe Rogan loves to talk about um, who's the the guy of Amazon, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. He loves to talk about Jeff Bezos. He loves to defend the rich too. They go on fucking tangents. They go on like, benders. What Joe Rogan doesn't understand, he Fuck is the rich. You, you're that guy. Of you're course, him. you're gonna defend your boy. You're him. Yeah. You of course, you can't circles. see. Of course, you can't see beyond that. I'm getting tired, by the way. Should we should we wrap this up? Let's wrap up. I love I love what we're doing. I love what we're talking well, it's about. Been like a couple hours. It's been a couple hours. Of, I, honestly, I'm getting lightheaded. I'm getting yeah. tired. Yeah. But but I think I, I like I wanted to jump into the Crystalia thing. Should we just quickly touch on it? Yeah yeah yeah. Let's do it. Let's head do it. Because I still want to. Yeah, Crystalia. If you guys don't know what's going on, Uh he is a white comedian, heterosexual. Shocking, shocking, shocking. shocking. He was accused. I'm not going to say alleged because I'm not going to cop. I'm not going to uh, give him a way out. Yeah. There were women online. I think it started on Twitter. I think so um, That were accusing him of being sexual and being predatory towards them. Being when underage. underage. 16, 17. A lot of girls came out as well. They were 21. They were 22. Yeah, they're, they're of age. But they're still fucking young. Um, and he was being disgusting. Receipt, receipts were shown. Evidence was shared, um, emails, texts, all that stuff. And he's obviously being protected by, you know, his disgusting white friends. 100%. uh, A.K.A. Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, So he is very... We talk about Joe Rogan a lot because he's super powerful too, right? He has a lot of pull. He just got $100 million dollar spotify contract spotify do better i use Uh, your your app but same but i mean like you know he's very powerful so if you know joe rogan and if joe rogan is somebody that vouches for you you can get away with a lot 100% and so chris d'elia you know is he still trending is has he he's released a um a statement and i think one thing to really notice in that statement was he said he's never had a relationship with anybody that wasn't consensual Let's talk about that. Mm. Okay? Relationship. He never had a relationship with these girls. Mm. But he still he still fucked around with them. Mm. He still was predatory towards them. And th- it was non-consensual. Mm-hmm. So yes, his statement was right. He's never had a relationship. But he still did what he did. His he- words were very carefully chosen. Mm-hmm. These things were not allegations. They were truth. They were truth. They were receipts. The receipts were shown. And yeah, the thing is like... Yes... Maybe the relationship in itself wasn't... He didn't have a non-consensual relationship, but he did share non-consensual remarks. Exactly. Like, Comments were shared. And these girls were just happy that they were being contacted and hit by on... By comedian. By a celebrity. A celebrity, yeah. Right? One of the girls actually just admitted, and, and it made her look really bad that she admitted it to it. And I, I hate that she did had to, but she said, I was obsessed with celebrity culture. 
But what's the issue with that? She's young. But also, we all are. We Grown all are. men are obsessed with I celebrity mean, it's pop culture. culture. So, it's so what's popular. I hate that she had to say that. Yeah. I hate that like she had to justify herself. But you know, all women have to. It's so annoying as hell. We all have to kind of do that to make our voices heard. Which is annoying. And and so. You know, Chris D'Elia was under some heat. I don't know what happened after that. I haven't really kept up much with the case. All I know is Chris D'Elia. It's disgusting. Not, I'm not supporting that, man. Not like I ever did. I watched his specials again. Like, I was very much in that whole misogynistic culture for a really long time. Mm. Because I felt like it was it was strong and I wanted to be strong. Mm. And I felt really weak. And so I needed that. And I was in my 30s, so... I mean, girls that subscribe to these men they're, that we're talking about, they're like 18, 19 years old. Yeah, and there's the ability And they're, they're super, super duper moldable and groomable. Mm-hmm. That word gets that's thrown weird. around a lot, right? Like but groom. it should be used. In this but it should be used because that's what men do. I know men today that groom younger girls that are 20 and this guy that I'm talking about in specific is 28. And he's talking to a girl who just turned 20. And the reason why, and I've talked about this, I have an episode on my podcast named Lolita, and it's all about that grooming thing, right? Mm. That that men that are older go for women that are younger because they're trying to over, they're easy to mold, they're easy to fool as well. Mm. And uh, <laughs> as like younger girls, we have this like, if there's almost something cool about being with an older guy. That's a weird yeah. thing, that's a weird culture it's that we weird, have. It's not weird, it's conditioned. It's conditioned, but it, it's... It's so weird that people promote that and people like it's creepy. Like, you see it in the shows, like we saw Pretty Little Liars or yeah. whatever, where like there was a teacher and student, which is so wrong in so many levels. Not just the age gap, but the power dynamic. Yeah. But we love that relationship. We ate it up. I mean, I you, ate it up. Right? Like those girls, they were like seen as innocent and um, very like kid like. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why he, that, that's the predatory nature. It's not only speaking to age, it's speaking to, uh, like, that that personality of being innocent and virginal and kid-like. That Ariana purity. Grande, she fucking perpetuates that narrative that to the... 27. What the hell? She's, she's also... She looks younger than me. She looks younger than you, for and sure. And that's crazy. And women who do that need to recognize... It's creepy, man. ...that they're capitalizing off of men's pedophilia. And, and, and a lot of them don't know it. They just are mm-hmm. shown like Ariana Grande. Success. That is a troubled figure. She's weird. she's got a lot going on. She has a lot to learn, I think, because I think a lot of her le- a lot of her growth was stunted on purpose, mm-hmm. uh, because she needed to stay a kid. Mm-hmm. So they told her she should dress and act like one. And she wasn't. She's been in the public she, for so long. And so she kind of like anybody that did, wasn't she like in the Mickey Mouse Club and stuff like that and so those children like Christina Aguilera Britney Spears all those bitches that were in sorry I don't mean to say bitches but like all those girls that are right. that grew up in that era of the Mickey Mouse Club they're all groomed to be sexual figures from and to be young way to, before that they were like this taught young. what sex was and they're like young but they're yeah. also like hyper sexualized so weird so like hit me baby one more time that is a hyper sexualized video made by a white man and she was 16 in that video I think. Ugh, underage so crazy. and she was on the cover of rolling stone in her bra and underwear and she's like 17 that's so crazy 18 like that's not an accident though that's, and also like 
that's crazy. People who are so, like, people who know about, like, age of consent laws and, like, <laughs> wait for, like, girl, who think that a girl is totally an adult when she turns 18? Are you no. stupid? I'm 18. I don't feel any different than when I was 17. I'm 35 turning 36 years old. I still know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, like, like how like, are you going to harp on the fact that someone's legal and that's totally okay? When yeah. The girl's 18 and you're 36. That's wrong. What you doing, man? That's wrong. What are you even doing? Like, any stretch of the imagination that's wrong. Even 20 and 36, that's crazy. So, yeah. So, going back to the Chris D'Elia thing, like, they might... Some of them might have been legal, but you targeted them because they're young. You're and not going to target... He's not going to target somebody his own age. Mm. Because somebody his own age is going to look at him and be like, yo, you're being really creepy right now. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. So, men like that, that are born in cell, that are born <laughs> with... Uh, complexes about women that have that probably secretly hate women um, or view them as something so limited like a like, like sexual object. beings yeah like an object for like them object. to consume exactly um, like they don't exist on their own exactly oh that's you said something right there right that they don't exist something that they don't exist on their own oh that's crazy that's that's crazy should we, should we end on that uh yeah because it's it's fucked up and i'm getting really tired and lightheaded but i feel like that whole situation with chris D'Elia is is about that it's about him using his power and his influence like louis ck did like people will continue to do and people have done before him to target groom steal from women that they don't think of as people Mm. but as objects to Mm. consume Mm. because that's how they have gotten successful they have taken what they wanted without little or without any consequence and they feel women are the same thing Mm. that they're almost entitled that they are entitled yeah that that's a thing that i want and i'm gonna go get get it it. and why I deserve it. I want it. Not that. Give me that thing, please. Yeah. Oh, it's for me. I like they. They were shown a world where everything is at their mm-hmm. fingertips. So why not a woman? Yeah, like a woman what, exists for what, the consumption of men. Exactly. And why wouldn't she be any different? Mm-hmm. I don't care about age. I don't care about her mental capacity. I don't care about my age or my mental capacity, which is very low. Mm-hmm. Um, I will just go get that thing. And that is a culture on its own. That is what patriarchy is built off of. That is what these systems are built off of. This is what these structures are thriving off of. Black culture, a thing that I want and I will go get it. 100%. I think we'll end on that. Yep. Food for thought. Uh, Food for thought. I love you so much. Yep. Love you too. I love you so much. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Um, This was probably like the best episode I've ever done. Really? Like the best. Thanks. Um, yeah, we should we should talk more. We should. If you're down. Dude, we should do it because on Tuesday I feel like. Anything. Yeah, we could do it on Tuesday. Yeah, you could yeah, pre-record yeah. if anything. Yeah, I could. I don't like pre-recording though. Then we could have released it right then and there. I'm gonna release this right now. All right, sick. Should we take some pictures for the thumbnail? Sure. Why do we wait till in the dark? dark? Even though because we're stupid. We were out when it was light. We, yeah, I told her. <laughs> I told her wear makeup, look good. We're gonna take pictures, and then we. I could have pulled up in sweatpants. You could. I same. I should have just worn my glasses. I uh, am getting new glasses. Really? Yeah. Next week. Do you think they want this to do week? This? Yeah, of course they do. Of course. I'm fucking important. If you've gotten this far, clearly you just want to hear our voices. You're a real one. 
Yeah, you're the real MVP. Aggressive. If you've gotten this that's far, true. I think we're going on two hours. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get the fuck out of here. That's crazy. Like a real podcast, though. I know. It's like it's a real podcast. <laughs> well, I know, I know, I, I, I know what you're saying. This is I a real podcast. I mean, like real. one of those like crazy podcasts. This is real. One this of them is bougie. Real. This is like gonna go number one. Hundred percent. I'm going to pay if for your college education off of this please, one episode. Please. Yes. Okay. Please. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.